Welcome to Technovation, I'm Peter High. My guest today is Marcelo Damiani, the Chief Digital and Operational Excellence Officer at Moderna, a Cambridge, Massachusetts-based biotechnology company that's been at the forefront of the COVID vaccine development and distribution. In this role, Marcelo is focused on both digitization and process excellence. In this interview, we discuss how Moderna is using messenger RNA to prevent and cure diseases, such as COVID-19, aspects of Moderna's data strategy, and how the company has used data to run the most effective clinical trials possible. We discuss how Moderna is building a digital environment and how COVID accelerated the company's digitization. And lastly, we discuss the emerging technologies Moderna has used in its digitization journey, the importance of being agile in how you adjust your day-to-day tactical activity to the strategy that you're building, and a variety of other topics. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my new book, Getting to Nimble, How to Transform Your Company into a Digital Leader. The book's available now on Amazon or wherever else you buy books. As a special offer to our CXO listeners, if you purchase 50 or more books for you and your team, I'd be happy to join you and your team for a group discussion on it. To learn more, write us at info at or visit gettingtonimble.com. And now for a word from our partner, Aptio. Sales teams have CRM systems. Human resources leverage HRM systems. What about the CIO, who needs to evolve from a technology expert to a business strategist? In this digital-first world, CIOs and their CFO counterparts must ensure technology decisions are made to deliver business value. It's easier said than done. That's why Aptio, the market leader in technology business management, is committed to helping companies manage, plan and optimise their technology spend. After all, champions of change need actionable insights they can trust. Learn more at aptio.com. And now on to the interview. Well, Marcello Damiani, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank, thank you for having me, Peter. Uh, it's a pleasure. Well, uh, Marcello, uh, you are the uh, the chief digital and operational excellence officer of Moderna. And Moderna is certainly a company that many who are listening will be familiar with, given the importance of the company during the pandemic. Uh, but I wonder if you could take a quick moment and just give a thumbnail sketch as to Moderna's business. Yeah, so so uh, Moderna wa- was founded uh, now almost uh, ten years ago, and on the promise of messenger RNA and as a, as a medicine. So what messenger RNA does? It's in in your daily uh, activity, your body produces probably billions of messenger RNA that goes to the DNA, and from the DNA, uh, they produce protein and protein this is what makes your body works and so what moderna does is we synthesize this messenger rna and send instructions to the cell to produce those protein to prevent or cure diseases so in a simple way this is what we do and this can be declined in many many settings to to either prevent or cure diseases so the most uh, the most known one is the vaccine, because what we do with the vaccine is we produce uh, the protein that exists on the surface of the virus and let your immune system respond to this uh, to those protein 
uh, and build the immunity against uh, those protein. And by building this immunity, when the virus comes, the virus has exactly the same signature because those are protein from the surface of the virus. And therefore, your immune system is ready to replicate against the virus. Mm. So this is the setting of vaccines. But we do as well. We work on oncology. We work on rare disease. We work on autoimmune. So we have 20-plus programs uh, at different stages in development at that stage. If I take another example, and let's say in rare diseases, in rare diseases, usually you are missing either a protein, an enzyme, or, or something is missing in your DNA. So what we do is we synthesize the missing protein with the code of this gene that is missing from the DNA in the messenger RNA, and we send it and instruct the cells to produce those uh, uh, those proteins or enzymes that are missing. So that's another example. On oncology, we work as well on training your immune system against the cancers. And so we have, for example, uh, uh, the personalized cancer vaccine. So this is an individual treatment for each person where we look at the uh, the mutations in the cells of, of the patient, the cancer mutations. Cancer is all mutations in the DNA. And we compare to normal cells. And what we do is we build messenger RNA to mimic those mutations that are cancer and inject it to the cells in the body. So the, your immune system is, again, is reacting against those mutations. And, and therefore, uh, since they have the same signature as the cancer uh, cells, uh, your, your immune system will react against the cancer uh, cells and hopefully kill the cancer. So, so those, those are the different, the different areas where Moderna is, is, uh, is, is working, and we have different clinical trials at different stages. Hmm. Very interesting. I appreciate that overview, Marcello. Uh, you've been with the company for nearly six years now, and your role, as I mentioned before, is the Chief Digital and Operational Excellence Officer, an unusual uh, um, title, I must say. And I wonder if you could take a moment and describe your purview and maybe the two sides of it, if I, if I can infer that there's a digital component and an operational excellence component. Uh, please talk a bit about uh, what, what is under your purview. Yeah, so, so when when we started building Moderna, we decided that we need Moderna to be data-centric, a data-centric company. And to be able to build a data-centric company to collect data, uh, you need to make sure that your processes are built and designed in a way where you are acquiring this data in an efficient manner. So, so this is why you can see the, the two aspects of my role. It's about uh, digitization and process excellence uh, or operational excellence. So uh, my role is to make sure that we are collecting the right data to make decision. And, and those decisions can be to accelerate our learning in a research setting. Uh, they can be to improve the quality of our product, removing uh, any manual uh, steps or improving uh, the checks that we need to put in place uh, to, to improve our products. Uh, it can be efficiency, making sure that we have very lean processes so we are learning and scaling uh, quickly uh, without the burden of 
building complex processes behind the scale so so we can we can grow uh, in an agile manner and and the last piece it can be about cost efficiencies because you can uh, you can improve your cost by being uh, being lean being efficacious having the right data to make the decisions and so on and as we built the company the focus was always on making sure that we get uh, those four areas covered and when we build our processes we make sure that those processes are digitized from day one rather than being built in a manual fashion and then digitized. Because when you are looking at your digitization, you don't want to put paper on glass. You want to adapt your processes to a digital environment from day one because you may build it completely different. And, and I always take the example uh, of uh, of Airbnb or Uber or, or, or all those all those uh, companies because what they've done is they didn't take the existing booking system that the hotels do they built a brand new model for a digital world and this is what we try to achieve in in a way uh, although it's very different in uh, in 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 moderna for a biotech uh, for our biotech settings. So uh, that's that's how I describe my role. Very interesting. Can you take a quick moment and talk a little bit about the team underneath you and how they are you know, structured as well? It's an interesting purview, as I mentioned, and very well explained as to the rationale behind it. How do people line up underneath you in terms of their areas of responsibility? Yeah, so so uh, the team, first, first of all, my team is very diverse, I would say. So... Uh, I have I have uh, two part of the team. One uh, one part, which is the digital team, uh, is uh, really focused on the digitization, making sure that uh, that we are uh, we are collecting the data in an appropriate manner and so on. And even when you look at this team, there are two components. So one component of the team is focusing on each of the functions and. And one component of the team is focusing on capabilities. So uh, I take research as an example. We have a dedicated team focused on research and their needs, on technical developments and their needs, uh, on manufacturing and their needs, and so on. But we have as well capabilities that are across all those functions, like data science, AI, machine learning. We have capability that span across all those functions. So. So when we work on problems to resolve, we have a competent team that has capabilities across all the functions and can span across all the functions. So this is one piece. The other piece is around automation. It's the same. It's a capability that we provide to all uh, the functions to make sure that uh, they are operating in an optimal way and they can intervene with their expertise to support the, the functions. So it's vertical and horizontal at the same time and and, and a very diverse team. Interesting. So that, As yeah. you mentioned in your description of the, the company, uh, it is perhaps best known for the work uh, done relative to COVID-19 and the extraordinary pace at which a vaccine was developed. And I wonder if you could take a moment and talk a bit about the role that technology and digital played in facilitating what is really an unprecedented pathway towards the development of a vaccine. Yeah, that's interesting because it, it wasn't overnight. What we did when COVID happened is we used 
all the infrastructure that we have already put in place to support our other clinical trial. Of course, we had focused uh, focused on COVID to make sure that we deliver an, an ex expeditious uh, timeframe, but we used all the technology that we have implemented before. I'll give you an example. Uh, when, um, when our scientists go and design the messenger RNA for their protein, they go on a web portal that we designed for them. So that's that's in, in a preclinical setting. So this is when they do their research. And they have access to public libraries, private libraries that we build, and they go and design. They have tool set to design their messenger RNA. They have tool set to design the proteins and so on. And when they finished, they select the, the, the messenger RNA, they select the formulation, and they push a button. It goes to a central lab. Uh, that we have built in our Norwood facility to produce those messenger RNA instead of going and pipetting in the lab. And at each step of this process, we collect data, information, and so on. And we've been doing this for the past, uh, well, let's say five, five, six years when, when, when we started digitizing heavily the company. And now that we have this wealth of data, we were able to suggest to the scientists, well, uh, changes maybe on on the nucleotide that they use in their messenger RNA based on the learning that we had. So we have algorithmics that can suggest some changes and the scientist has the last say on it to make it more easy to produce or accelerate the production cycle time. We have some algorithmics that help us uh, predict the yield on the production side. So we have the right volume at the end. So all this data helped us build some algorithmics. And when COVID came, I would say we, we used those to deliver the COVID uh, uh, messenger RNA construct uh, in, in, in a very quick manner because we had all the setting in place. So we were able to deliver it expeditiously. Of course, there's plenty of other activity that were occurring on the manufacturing side, on, on the clinical side and so on. And another example where technology helped us a lot is that we had built with our uh, CRO. So the CRO is uh, is the, the, the company that are helping us with the clinical trials, the sites where uh, where we had the healthy volunteer comings and so on. And we, we have been building integration into their systems so we can collect the data. And when we started the clinical trials on COVID, we were able to get this data uh, real time to tell us what's happening on each of the sites. And we combine this data with public data to make sure that we have the right setting from a diversity, from uh, a critical, uh, uh, a trick, uh, critical uh, patients and so on. So we have uh, been able real time to adjust our clinical trial to focus on what type of patients we need, uh, how many elderly we have in our cohort, how many diversity we have, and so on. So we adjust the clinical trial to, to match exactly the population that needs to have those clinical trials. So this, this was an acceleration, and it was extremely helpful to the clinical development team to have all those tool sets available to them. So that's, those are examples of how we are building a digital environment at Moderna. 
Very interesting. And, and what would you suggest, uh, Marcello, are the learnings for the future? Um, surely, uh, without the focus of the entire world on a single um, you know, pandemic, as was the case this time, that focus, the, the, the focus of the world's governments, uh, the, eye, the eyes of, of essentially the world's population, uh, in some ways provided that much more of a reason for this level of focus. Are there learnings from this, though, that can be taken to other vaccines that will be created, even those that are not addressing a pandemic that's impacting the entire world in the same way? Yeah, actually, I think everything that I've spoken to on the clinical trials, I think we we are even now accelerating more our digitization in this environment. We're connecting this as well to, uh, I would say, now that we have a commercial setting, that we have data that is coming from the commercial world. We have millions of people vaccinated now with the Moderna vaccine. So the next frontier for us is, well, how can we accelerate even now collecting data externally to help us uh, with with the existing vaccine, but as well with the development of the new uh, the new drugs that we are working on or vaccine that we are working on? And this is this this has allowed us a huge acceleration in in how um, how we build the digital biotech and and how we build for the future I was uh, was digital so yeah. so yes uh, big learning here and and I think the other piece that covid uh, well helped us at moderna is it accelerated our scaling up because we had to build scale up to support external manufacturing as you know we partnered with lonza uh, in, in in europe to produce for international setting we 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 augmented our capacity in the us and and as well partnered with lonza for the us uh, market so we had to scale up all the supply chain to be able to support all those um, all those environment we had to scale up the manufacturing we had to scale up uh, all the quality systems so we built an environment and we were able to do all this scale up because we had the foundation in place because we had the integration in, in place i have a pyramid that i always share with whoever discuss about digital and our strategy and this pyramid start we have built in the cloud everything that we have built in moderna is in the cloud because this provides us the flexibility, the agility to, to move quickly. Then we are very, very strict on integration. So we make sure that we have system of records that collect the data that are fully integrated. So we are not replicating or building silos. Uh, those silos can lead to inefficiencies and you can see them in big settings. They lead to people translating manual information uh, between different organizations and so on. So we wanted to avoid all this. Then we, 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 we focused on IoT, connecting the instrumentation to the information system. So you collect the data instead of transcribing the data manually from, from the instrument to the information system. And then we looked at automation. And automation, uh, we, when our processes were mature and ready, and when this is where OE operational excellence and uh, comes into play, when our processes are mature and, and you believe that uh, more automation can be implemented. This is where we started putting automation. Uh, and they may start an, an island of automation, and then you connect those islands to have full automation and so on. So so those approaches, this is how, how, how we built it. And then on top of this, when you have all this in place, you have a wealth of data that you can use. And the holy grail, of course, is AI machine learning. But even in that space in AI machine learning, 
we were very pragmatic. We didn't go to boil the ocean. We looked at very, uh, very specific problems that we needed to solve and where some AI technique could help. And we looked at machine learning, but we looked at Bayesian statistics or rule-based algorithmics and so on. So it wasn't one set, it was everything. And the last piece I would say is that um, we decided that if tools exist in the market, we'll buy them, we'll integrate them. But if they didn't exist and we needed to focus on end-to-end -end process digitization, we would build what's missing. So we have a software engineering teams and so on that can help us do this. So uh, I hope this uh, answered the question, but this is those are the learnings and, 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 and the future and how we see uh, the digitization ongoing in, in Moderna. That's fantastic. Yes. Thank you for that overview, Marcello. Uh, I wondered, are there other leadership lessons that you've learned through this most unusual time of the past year uh, in terms of, I mean, no doubt, of course, many of your colleagues still work in offices. They have to uh, in order to do the work that they do. But I would imagine that a good portion of your team um, has been working from home uh, and and, and I, I imagine that that's at, that's at a rate that was higher than it once was. Um, I, I use that as one of the possible areas, one of the changes that, is, that have been forced upon so many of us. Um, I wonder if there are other kinds of lessons that you've learned as a result of the these changes that will impact how you think about the building of teams, where they are, and how they interact. Yeah. Well, first I will start to say that uh, from a leadership, the biggest learning for me was about strategy. That strategy is not set in stone and you need to adjust to the conditions and the environment around you. And this is what COVID told us is we came into uh, 2020 with a different, completely different settings than where we ended 2020 and different, completely different strategy as well. And we had to adjust and adapt to what was happening around us and, and the markets and the pandemic itself. So, so that that was a big learning, and the other learning is how you drive the team in a changing environment. I think I think the biggest learning for me was how close you need to stay to the team uh, uh, and and interact, uh, not, not not to be uh, uh, not not to be in control, but to make sure that we are all aligned and adjusting. Uh, in real time to the changes that are occurring around us. I think this is the biggest learning, is being agile in how, how you adapt and, uh, and adjust uh, your day-to-day uh, your -day uh, uh, tactical activity and adjust it to the strategy that you're building. So I, I was in touch on a regular basis with my team, even maybe two or three minutes a day, uh, just to, to sort out some uh, small activities that we needed to sort out. Usually when you're in the office, you do this in the hallway, you, you go to the desk, you have a two-minute conversation. So we had to adjust to all this uh, during, the pan, uh, during this pandemic. So, And I, I imagine we're not the only one in that space. Many companies had to adjust and use video conferencing and other tool sets that they had available to them. Yeah. I wanted to also ask you, Marcello, you are a board level technology executive. You About two years ago, you joined the board of Celerity uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, this is a growing group, though still a fairly exclusive one, digital and, and technology executives joining the boards of companies. And I wonder if you could take a moment and talk a bit about your pathway to getting to board membership and uh, by extension, 
recommendations you would offer to others who would wish to walk in your footsteps? Yeah, so so uh, Solarity is a very interesting company, and uh, and and it's uh, it's it's new, and it's part of the flagship uh, flagship uh, companies, uh, which which is uh, where Moderna, Moderna was uh, started, and Solarity is at the at the frontier between technology and and biology, I would say, because. What what they do at Celarity is they use lots of AI machine learning modeling to predict cell behavior, and therefore, uh, in addition to the traditional biotech board membership, they wanted someone that comes from a digital environment, innovative one, and the bio that understand a bit the biotech industry. Although my background is not in biotech, I mean I, I started in the well, as a software engineer, building software for the aerospace industry, so and then moved to the high tech industry. But I think I think what they were looking for is is this mix of how technology, how this machine learning, AI science is helping uh, the life science environment, and the combination of two of the two, and how powerful they can be to build companies like Celad. My advice is look. Uh, digitization, uh, data science, AI, uh, those are going to play key roles in the future. If you look at the past 20 years and the evolution of the top uh, the top companies in the world, well, maybe 20 years ago, it was more the petrol industry. Today, it's more the data industry, the Google, the Amazon of the world. And 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 this is, this is what's shaping probably um, the changes that you see in, in, in life science and in, in biotech. Yep. Well, I, I wanted to uh, close by asking you about trends. We've talked about a few of them that are rising and that you are taking advantage of. But uh, what other trends, Marcello, as you look to the future, particularly excite you? Yeah, so, so of course, uh, I think we're still in the early days of AI machine learning was all all the pros and cons of using them in different settings and so on. Another trends that I'm looking at and as and the team is looking at is maybe quantum computing because now with the wealth of data and the sets of data that are available and the power of uh, of this data, you need very powerful computers to help you. Uh, well, do the analysis in less time and so on. So this is the next frontier that we are exploring just to see if if it can help us uh, and if it help us, how we can use it uh, to, to improve and hopefully find uh, new drugs that can help uh, improve the, uh, the world, uh, the world patients. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, Marcello Damignani, thank you so much for taking time with me today and explaining uh, a bit about the practices that you and your team have, have implemented, especially in this the most unusual past 12 months and the remarkable changes that you've been a part of and helped drive. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us on Thursday as I discuss the role of strategy in driving growth and innovation with Shailesh Prakash, the Chief Information and Chief Product Officer of the Washington Post, and Chintan Mehta, the Chief Information Officer and Head of Digital Technology and Innovation at Wells Fargo.